Hey everyone, and welcome to episode two of Questions and Conversations. Uh, I'm Joel, and I'll be one of your hosts today, and I'm here with... Jaden. We're just hanging out. Just hanging out in the church lobby, uh, just ready to have a good conversation, have a few things to talk about, and hope as you're listening, uh, maybe some of the stuff we have will challenge your thoughts or encourage you, or maybe you'll be shouting back at us with your own thoughts, which again, we would love to hear is... Really, the, the cause of this is just to try and have some of those good questions come up and have some healthy conversation. We live in a world where uh, healthy conversations aren't necessarily what we find on every corner of the street. So we want to uh, exemplify that ourselves as having some good conversations together. So with that, it's September. Everybody's getting adjusted to life in the new normal that everybody hates that term, but it's what we're saying. Uh, back to school is in and parents we know that it's been a big deal whether you've chosen to keep your kids home for homeschool or go online for school or go for in person we know that a lot of you have made really prayerful and hard decisions and way to go the decision that you made was the right decision I want to say that right off the bat and we know that everybody's situation is different um, and we know that's been a stressful time and we, we've been praying for you as you've been doing that but wanted to start our conversation this morning with talking a little bit about our own memories. Back to school, like, you know, those first couple of years, it's weird when you, after you like graduate and you leave school and you eventually get used to it. But there's something about the fall. There's something about September that always just gives those flashbacks of being in school. So, Jaden, question for you. For you, what would be a best memory of going to school, something that you have that you can recall of a, a good memory or a funny memory or an awkward memory, but a back to school memory. I'm gonna say there is nothing better than when you had all your brand new school supplies and mm. the first time you wrote in that notebook and you know, you're switching pen colors of like headings are in blue and notes are in green and then the special things to know are pink and you know all the different pens that was my favorite and it lasted yeah. maybe a week until i was back to my old habits of everything is scribbles yeah. but that first week of like the fresh supplies that's the best i miss that yeah that's good i for me it wasn't the like wasn't the school supplies but definitely i can relate in like I'm not a fashionista. I'm not a, like a big fashion guy, but there's those are like the fresh threads. First day of school, right? Like the you've new got shoes. The new shoes is what I was gonna say in particular. Like for me and the '90s, those who are '90s people, like the white sneakers, the white Nikes that you would like, you'd only worn around the house until the first day of school. And so even when you're walking to school, you're like avoiding leaves or any type of dirt because you need those things just to look like just right. That was like. Like, yeah, the, the new clothes was always a big deal. You had, to, you had to present. No one casually went on the first day of school, even though we all acted like we didn't care. It was like, this is my runway model outfit right now. This is what I got. This is my best. Oh, yeah, new but, jeans, new sweater, new shoes. Yeah. You had picked out for weeks. You were like, that's what I'm wearing. This is the outfit. Yeah. Absolutely. So back to school is always exciting, but I would say I'm going to go to a reverse for a story of like being in school. Um, one of my fondest memories was when I was in high school, I, I talked, I somehow talked my way into getting away with a few things in school, 
But when I was in grade 12, um, I was a journalism student. I actually, before I became, like was even thinking about doing, being a pastor, my plan was actually to go in to be a sports broadcaster. So uh, I had a, I even got a little scholarship at the end of grade 12. And I was planning to go in for sports broadcasting before I felt like God told me to, to go in to be a pastor. And, um, I somehow talked my journalism teacher. I was like, I wrote half of our school newspaper. So I had a pretty good, it was the one teacher I had pretty good pull with. And I talked her into allowing me to be excused from school for a day and a half. Plus I was allowed to bring three of my friends. And we spent that day and a half driving around to the 16 public high schools in our city. And I wrote an article uh, assessing who had the best bathroom facilities of all the high schools in town. So we would sneak in and we had, we actually like, I had to make it legit in order to go. So we had like a large form with 20 different categories that I'd made and each one would be scored. It was a big ruse to do essentially just to get out of school for a day and a half. And we just like went around, went to Dairy Queen and like had three of my best friends and we had a good time. Okay, so what was the best? There was, remember? okay, I do remember, I think, uh, you know, I can't remember what school was the best, but I, I will tell you an awkward moment. So an awkward moment was one of the high schools that I went to because my high school was nowhere near our church. So we lived like 25 minutes on the other side of the city. Okay. So I never really had any friends or anybody I knew from church who was in school or vice versa. But there was a high school we went to and it was, it was, let's just say it was getting one of the lower grades. It was not very clean. And I did not realize one of the men from my church was the janitor at this school. And right oh, at the end of like, we're like, we've got all our funny lines, all these things to take pictures of like, and I ran into him and ha and he's asking me what I'm doing at the school. And it was extremely awkward. <laughs> so I'm trying to like, trying to sheepishly get around why we're there and most specifically not wanting him to find out how we've scored his cleaning job in that school because it was one of the lower ones. Um, so yeah, that was that was not so fun. But I don't remember. I can't remember who won. Really, it made it was our front page news story. So you know that we were really we were really hitting it at the uh, Frank Hertz secondary newspaper. We were digging up real, real gold there. But yeah. All the big questions answered. All the big questions answered, yeah. But anyways, uh, so with that, back to school, everybody's kind of trying to find routines. We're trying to figure things out as as we live in this, uh, this world that coexists with COVID and all the different aspects that come with that. But one of the key things that comes up, uh, and it always comes up for us uh, as a church and as as the people of God is a word that we use sometimes in church called community. So wanted to talk a little bit about this idea of community. What does community actually mean? And what does the Bible teach us about its importance? That almost feels a little bit like a buzzword these days <laughs> where all we hear is community, community, community. Yeah. But, um, Right. There's an article that's really great that if you um, archives are interested, make sure you email me and I can send it to you. But there's a couple quotes that I really like from it. And it says, community grows naturally out of shared experience. And the more intense the experience, the more intense the community. 
<laughs> so I like that, like, because sometimes we're like, well, what is community? Well, it's like, you know, it, it's built through shared experiences, which I really think makes it makes sense in my mind. I don't know why, hmm. but I just find that that's really impactful. But when we like in the Bible, there's so much about community yet. When you look at it today, things are so different. So trying to figure out what that is presently uh, can be a little more confusing. But when Christians experience Christ's radical grace, uh, that becomes an intense foundational event for community. Hmm. And that's a can you say that again? Because that was really good. Yes. Yeah, so um, when we experience Christ's radical grace through repentance and faith, it becomes an intense foundational event for community. Hmm. So we are able to, like, you find community within church because we've all had this same experience of coming to know God and that community, and that's what bonds us together. I, I like that. I think the challenge, like, okay, so as we're talking about what community is and what the Bible teaches, because the Bible speaks a lot about this, that we are, if you will, hardwired with the need to be connected. I think that's where a lot of people struggle and where a lot of people have struggled over these six months in particular. But in general in life, there's this ingrainedness built within our DNA where we have that need for connection, that need to be known. And I hear that a lot when I meet with people one-on-one. I just wish I was known. I want to be known internally to the depths of my being. And we have that with God. Like that's ultimately where that comes with that relationship with God. Someone who knows the deep core of who we are. But he's also made us to be connected with the church. That's where it's called the body of Christ. That we have these different members, different functions, but all working together, all in in cohesion, in unity. But how do we experience community? For many of us, that's done with the, you know, physically being in the same space is such a big thing and doing the same things. As you said, shared experience is a big part. Um, I know men in particular... They talk about how men really connect through, um, we connect through doing, through activity. Um, men in general aren't necessarily big fans of sitting around in a circle and, all right, everybody, let's share our feelings. But we like to do activity together. And in that, there's a bonding, there's a relationship that's built. And that's where we tend to have conversations. But when we're dealing with the circumstances we are now, so many of us were not able to to meet with people in person uh, from our church family we're not able to have people over to have supper we're not able to sit around the table and, and communicate together what are the options that are available in in the here and now of today with some of the limitations we face to actually experience community well when we were looking at how we've been saying it's that shared experience and built on the foundation of what Christ has done. Mm-hmm. The way we can find community is just being with people who are doing the same thing. And there's so much where, yeah, there are lots of people who are unable to meet in person right now, but just because you can't be present on a Sunday morning doesn't mean that that's the only place for community. Mm-hmm. There is so many opportunities for community in this season. Yeah, And that's something that we wanted to talk about today is just that you can find community outside of the traditional old school ways that churches have done it for so long. Mm-hmm. So there's small groups that are online. There's, you can invite people to your house for watch parties. There's just so many great organic ways for community that are just built on that shared experience of we're all in COVID. We're all 
trying to figure out what this means, but we still need one another. Yeah. I like that plug out there for small groups. Shameless plug, small groups launching October 4th, sign up. But but legitimately, I know for some of us, the Sunday morning gathering is not a place uh, for various reasons, for health reasons, for concerns with your kids, that that the in-person gathering is not something that you're, you feel comfortable with yet. And, and I hope you know that that does not mean that you are not still an active member of this church. Being an active member of the Eaglemont Church family has doesn't really have to do with your physical presence here on a Sunday morning. It has to do with your presence, existence, and involvement in the ministry and mission of this church. So you can do that without being here on Sunday morning. As Jaden was saying, small groups is a great way to do that. We have people that will be meeting in person for small groups. Again, maybe that's a more comfortable setting in a, in, in a group with 10 people instead of a, a larger group in the church. Or doing online groups together. Again, still an opportunity to connect. There's opportunities to serve, to partner in prayer. There's there's, there's a lot of ways to, to find that connection and community. It can be simple things like trying to do some recreation. And again, whether that's in person or doing a backyard visit or, or getting together for the outdoor prayer times uh, in the parking lot. Um, we we want to look at expanding our view of what that is. Because I think sometimes we associate church, um, when we're talking about the large C church of God, we think of our small c church organizationally. We think of how we've programmed church. And the church isn't, you know, singing for 20 minutes and then trying to stay awake while someone speaks for 30 minutes. That's not what church actually is. It's the communion of the saints it talks about. It's, it's us being connected and gathered, and that can be in large groups, small groups. It's the preaching of the word. It's connecting through prayer and fellowship and sharing together in the, in the ministry and mission of Jesus. And I think that's, that's such a big part of, of today and such an important part for us to understand because I think there's a lot of people who feel nothing but limitation with what's going on right now. Even when it comes to their faith, they look at, they look at. Well, we have to sign up for church. We can only have so many people. We might not feel comfortable coming in person. We can only watch on a screen, and it's different than being in person. And uh, there's, uh, there's this idea that we've somehow had church taken away from us. And I think, if anything, God might be using this to help us break out of our own limitations and restrictions we put on what the church is. Because there's no restriction on the church right now because the church is the people of God reaching out in the ministry of Jesus. The church is you as you see your neighbor coming to their car and just going to drive off, talking with them, sharing with them, showing Jesus through the way that you treat them, through the way that you treat your family, the way that you hold yourself, and through your words as you get the opportunity to share. That's church, right? Absolutely. And this season, one of the biggest words that's been used is isolation. Hmm. There is so much of that feeling of being on your own. And I think that just goes to show how important community, not as the buzzword of gathering together, but as in connecting with other believers and people that are that understand your heart. That yeah. is what we need more than ever, I'd say. Yeah. And there's just so many ways. And we want to encourage you that if you are feeling like, well, I don't have community right now because I can't be part of the large Sunday morning gathering, 
that is not all that community is. Mm-hmm. Community is being with people that understand where God is walking you through, through who can support you in a prayer, in accountability, in yeah. just genuine support. And we want to make sure that everybody is having those moments of community. Yeah. And we want to make sure that you guys know that there is not just one way to do that, mm-hmm. but there are so many ways, but that doesn't take away the importance of community. Yeah. And so maybe for someone who's listening today, you feel that and you desire community, but you even feel awkward. You don't know where to start. And I, I, w- I would throw this out again. Uh, Jaden knows stuff. And so she's able to talk. You can clearly tell that I just talk off the cuff. And so I'm not that smart. But but if you're looking for a way to connect in community, can you contact me, joel at eaglemontchurch.ca or ch- contact me through the church office by phoning it. And I would love to connect you with others, whether that's through a small group or maybe that's just through some people that you could have as, as uh, you know, Jaden said, a watch party, which is essentially like you watch together online. So maybe you don't gather together in the physical space of the Eagle Mott building, but you get together with one or two other families, maybe families you're already connecting with, that you're cohorting with. And that's such a fantastic way to just to to worship together to sing together to fellowship together to listen to the the preaching together and even talk about it afterwards and that can be a place where even there's a neighbor that you feel comfortable that you're cohorting with that you could invite to to watch church with you um but there's a there's a lot of ways we can do that and if you're just like i would love to do that but i don't know who uh, contact me or if you're on the other end where you're like i'd love to do that and if there's someone else that wants to i would love to have them over contact me as well and we'll connect you and we'll get you get you involved because that is the church it's it's us as the people and you don't need to have one of the pastors present to have church you don't need to have an usher present to have church you don't need to have the musicians present to have church you just need to have people who are united in that commonality as Jaden was saying like of having that relationship with Jesus if it makes you feel better, get your kids to walk you to your couch so you feel that you've been ushered. Ooh, I like that. You know, you can have that experience at home. That's what we're pushing for today is have a greeter, have an usher. <laughs> Tell your kids that now the ushers serve them serve food on Sunday mornings as well. So like get them to prep something in the kitchen and have some brunch. Some eggs, Benny. Your kids can do that. I think this is all all very doable. But I do, I do think it's so important. The, the, the enemy of your soul... Again, we sometimes don't talk about this enough in our culture. We don't talk about the reality of there is spiritual warfare that goes on around you. And there is nothing that Satan would love more than to keep you isolated. Because that's where he is more most powerful in your life and where you are least. God has made you to be connected. And he would love to make you think that it's all about you on your own. And if all you're doing right now is you are watching sermons and listening to worship online... Those aren't bad things, whether that's you know, a message here from Eaglemont or any other message or preacher that you're listening to. That's not a bad thing, but that's not church. It's not just simply taking in contact, our content. Church is about actually being a part of the, the ethos, the, the, the living being of God on earth. And you need to be connected. You need to be being poured into by people and you need yourself to be using your gifting and sharing with others. Because whether you sing on key or not, your worship is actually life-giving to the people around you. Just like when you sing with others, it's life-giving to you. The prayer that you have to offer, the gifts you have to offer. We want to be activated in that. And, 
and we can't just wait until things go back to normal and we can do church the way we've always wanted. God has mission and purpose for you right now. And we want to see you active in that. So help us know how we can support you in being active in, in God working through you during this time. Joel at Eaglemont Church. .ca, Jaden at EagleMontChurch.ca. Let us know, and we'd love to help you with that. All right. One more question. Are you ready? Right. One more question. Jaden, we've been having this series on fear. And if you haven't been listening, Pastor Marlo spoke a great message two Sundays ago. Um, I preached this past Sunday, and then Pastor Marlo is going to be preaching one more message uh, this week uh, on a series, Faith Over Fear. Uh, so want to talk a little bit about this concept of fear because it's a word that gets thrown around a lot right now. Uh, how do you, how do you in your life, Jaden, how do you approach this idea of fear and how do you battle it? I battle it with the character of God is what it comes down to. Hmm. It is fear in my own life as you preach on Sunday, it's fight or flight if I do it on my own. Mm -hmm. But if I go through the character of God and who he is, that's the correct response to fear. And honestly, if you missed this Sunday or if you're having a hard time recalling it, I cannot emphasize enough how great it would be for you guys to go back and listen to that sermon, which just explains it so well of fear is not, fear is just natural. We can't get away from it. That mm -hmm. is yeah. how we are as humans. There's never going to be a point where we're not experiencing that emotion, but how we handle it is what really shows where we're putting our trust. Yeah, that's right. It's it's such a big thing. I think sometimes we, again, fear will manifest itself in so many different ways. It can manifest in anger. It can manifest itself in that um, anxiety and timidity and cowering. There's so many myriads of ways that fear comes out. But an undergirding of that is, is fear is always us trying to control. And the opposite of that is submission. And that's where, you know, where it talks about in the New Testament, a peace that surpasses understanding. A radical change from the way we deal with things is letting go of things. And that comes when there's that trust in God. When we, you can't manufacture that. Like, I can't manufacture trust to people in my life. As a, as a person who's had trust issues in his life because of things I've seen, things I've experienced, uh, when I got married to my wife, uh, even when we were engaged, I, I shared with her like I have, I have some areas in my life where I know there is there is a difficulty in giving trust, and trust comes as you come to know a person, you know their character, as you were saying, and you have a trust in not just their ability but in who they are, and for us to to battle fear, it really does come to knowing the heart of God. And I think that comes through, again, we're, I think lots of people are like me, where by default, we're so much, we like to do that by equation, like A plus B equals C. And if I put these things in order, but so much of it is actually spending time with God, like coming to know him, not just simply by reading about him, but having a personalized encounter with God through prayer through the reading of his word, through meditation on him, like just actually coming to know God and in that going, okay, I don't feel good about whatever your situation is, situation A, 
but I do know God and I trust him. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> um, I'd love to hear from you guys as we've just chatted about these things briefly, but if you have thoughts of, um, on anything that we've talked about tonight, maybe you've got a funny story about going back to school. Maybe you've got uh, ideas on community or you would like, again, that expression of I want to be a part of that. I'm not in there. or I want to open my house if there's someone who wants to do a watch party or, or wants, is looking for connection or even wants to do a games night in person, online, wants a, a point of connection just to build some relationship. Put that down below or with this conversation we've had on fear your thoughts on it, um, how you've approached it, how, how you've dealt with it in these months, and uh, how do you battle it? And if you have any other questions or things that you'd like us to address in any future podcast, please comment those as well. If there are some things that we didn't touch on today that you would also like to know, let us know those questions and we'll do our best to answer them. All right, that's it for the podcast for this month. We will be back. Sorry for the long break over the summer, but we will be back next month with episode three of Questions and Conversations. Thanks so much for joining. Have a good one.